Hello and welcome to Morlocks, a let's experiment show about finding new homes for the lost and forgotten characters of Marvel Crisis Protocol. I'm your host, Lexa White, and with me today is Nate, who's from my local meta. How are you doing today, Nate? Doing great. How about you? Doing great. Would you mind introducing yourself a little bit? Uh, my name is Nate. I am a longtime minis gamer, but uh, I got my start, as most minis gamers do, with Warhammer. And as most minis gamers do, have grown more disillusioned to that over the years. But uh, I picked up Crisis Protocol, uh, I think, this summer. Because uh, the game store I was hanging out at, there were a few of us picking it up, and then that game store closed down. So I didn't really get to start playing it. And then, I think it was this summer, just wandered into uh, the open playroom at a different game store and ran into Lexa and said, hey... This looks cool. I have some of the starter box stuff for this. What's going on? Mm-hmm. And the rest is history. Yes. And you have, you almost own everything at this point. Oh, almost. I'm not very good at being disciplined about minis games. I have owned most factions for most of the games I've been in. This yes. one, yeah, I think there are six things I don't have, maybe seven. Yeah. And most of them are bad guys. Most of them are bad guys. Nope, not much criminal syndicate, not much um, fighter foes, but pretty much everything else. Yeah. Um, and so I must ask you, uh, what character that isn't in Marvel Crisis Protocol do you want to see added to Marvel Crisis Protocol? So I'm not that much of a comic book person. I come to this, like, my first big exposure to Marvel was... uh, the first Avengers movie in 2012. I was sort of snobby about comic books for a long time. And I think one of the things... I've always been big into history and mythology, and it's always amused me the um, the byways that the Asgardians take to get... to take... Their, to do their own spin on these old classic characters. So I think I'm going to choose... For my answer today, Odin. I would like to see Odin in this game. Mm-hmm. Big threat model. Big threat model. Possibly riding Slepnir so he has a big base to go with his big threat. Yeah. Just what Asgard needs. More big models. More giant stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, that's a very good choice. There's a lot of Asgardians left to see. Um, and, yeah, it's... Yeah, Odin, um, I did an article series on possible secondary leaders, and Odin was definitely one of the possibilities for Asgard. hmm So, yeah. Um, and now, who did you bring for us to talk about today? I have brought in uh, Captain Steve. Captain America, or formerly, or Captain Rogers. Mm-hmm. Captain something or other, I suppose. Yes, so... We have done an episode before on Captain America Steve Rogers back in uh, Leaders Out of Their Own Affiliation Month, which was very fun and will probably be coming back. Um, But some changes have happened to him since then because we've had the big update. Um, Mm -hmm. So he's a little bit better now. Um, I think he's always been sort of he's always been a, a good, solid, reliable sort of doesn't have any really holes in him. Does everything, does like a lot of different things. Not super great at any particular thing except for not dying. But 
Uh, now with the... Uh, what did he gain? He gained an extra attack die on his shield throw, which makes that... And goes it, from a sort of a secondary threat to possibly a thing you could build it around. It, it's it also... Yes, it builds power now, which is the more important thing. And he now gets size 3 displacement rather than size 2 displacement. Mm -hmm. Which is always good. There aren't very many size 4 or bigger things, but there are a lot of size 3 things. Oh, yes. Um... So yes, so we will not be doing him in Avengers because he is affiliated there, and we will not be doing him in Thinkable because that's where we did him last time. Mm -hmm. But so let's get into it. What affiliations were you thinking about? So my usual out of affiliation home for him is um, is Web Warriors because. He's already tough, and Miles' leadership just makes him tougher, and he's just stand in the middle of the table, giving the finger to everybody Well, everyone else zips around, grabbing uh, secure or grabbing extracts around him. Mm-hmm. That is... But, uh, another idea I had had recently, just because these people just came out, is uh, actually Convocation. Because if you're playing Convocation, your opponent is probably going to try and work... Uh, strong physical or energy attackers in, just because they know all their strong mystic attackers aren't going to have great targets. But having Steve as a splash in there is just, suddenly here's this piece that can eat hits off of other people and is very strong at defending against both physical and energy attacks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, two places I want to bring up. One that we talked about a little bit earlier in the episode as something you don't have much of, but he's pretty solid in Criminal Syndicate. Mm -hmm. Just as uh, while he does have, while he is tankier on his uh, injured side, he's still fairly tanky on his healthy side, and Criminal Syndicate likes pieces that can stick around on the healthy side for a chunk of turn to sit on a point and count devil. Mm -hmm. And then you can easily deposit a extract from someone else onto Steve once he's flipped over um, using the other part of the criminal syndicate ability. Indeed. And then I also want to talk about defenders. That's another place I do use him sometimes just because I do love the um, Steve Strange combo with even in Avengers it works particularly well just because you've got um, one cost Hoggoths and one cost Vibranium Shield, but even in Defenders, it's still uh, even spending a little more power for that, they still love each other a lot. And narrow scenarios where you can just nope, we're gonna stop here and put this stone wall of shininess in the way. Yeah, and it, because he now has the flat power gen on his shield throw, he can, he always has the power to spend for um the leadership ability, uh, Mystic Empowerment, so he can possibly give out hacks and target their weakest defense type. Mm -hmm. Um, And then speaking of it earlier, Asgard. Asgard. Um, the points are a little funky because they have a five-cost leader and just a lot of expensive pieces, but... Giving a little extra ticks of healing to a team, uh, to a defensive piece that can 
really annoy people, um, especially in combination with Enchantress. Because I'm going to ask you a ruling question. Oh? Um, at what point do you need to bodyguard? Uh, enemy character targets this character with an attack. I think the trigger for bodyguard and for uh, enchanting is the same. Um, I'm not entirely sure. I assume that your opponent has to declare first, because uh, usually when there are... In most games, when uh, two people have effects that trigger at the same time, the player's priority has to declare first. Exactly. So it's it's they have to pay for an enchanting before you choose whether or not to bodyguard. Mmm, fun. Um, and this works on all of those type of characters, which so that is on uh, Enchantress, that is on New Ebony Ma, and that is on Mysterio. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Played Enchantress more than the other two, but um, it sounds like a thing I'm going to have to give a try to see what happens. Yeah. It can be very annoying. Um, also, I'm just thinking about how soon um, I have to... Next time we pull out the Domain of Dread Dormammu, I need to put Steve on the... Uh, Attacker team, uh, sorry, the defender team, the one that uses the that has the entity. Mm-hmm. Um, because they have to pay one for the entity tax, and then you can bodyguard. Mm-hmm. And that's just funny to me. Oh yeah, make Loki the entity just to make them pay extra for all their stuff, mm-hmm. maximum taxes. No, uh, Mysterio as the entity. So they have Ooh. to pay three to attack his vulnerable side, and then you only have to pay two to um, bodyguard it. Fun. Yeah. Um, um, also, just because they like each other so much, I want to bring up Midnight Suns, because I think any place mm-hmm. Ghost Rider is, uh, Cap- uh, Steve Rogers does not mind being. Mm-hmm. And Blade just seems to work well. Just having the option to flip uh, between affiliations and do it either as um, Blade and Steve and Strange in your team, you can swap uh, through those three affiliations pretty easily just because Blade is in the other two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, and then of course... Uh, let's talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, oh? Yeah. Just... Going to space? Yeah, I know you like space. I love space. Um, but no, it's, uh, just them giving out two rerolls to add a little extra defensive capabilities to Steve Rogers occasionally when he needs it, like when he flubs dice, or mm-hmm. offensive capabilities when he needs to do something. I haven't done that really in the past just because Star-Lord is... Uh, he gives each person one instance of rerolls yeah. a turn, and Steve likes to have um, sort of rerolls spread more broadly 
which is why I tend to favor uh, Miles' leadership, is because it's it's reroll one die instead of reroll two mm-hmm. off of winging it, but it always works. Mm-hmm. Um, another one I want to talk about is Inhumans. Because mm-hmm. um, Steve can sometimes be a little too good at his job and run out of power. Mm-hmm. And then humans can feed power back into Steve on their turns to keep Steve as the protective shield for the team. You do have a little bit of a um, price problem there, just because your leader in Inhumans, uh, Black Bolt, is five cost, and um, Medusa is a key piece there is four cost. So if you're with those three, with... Black Bolt, Medusa, and Steve, you're looking at um, 13 points right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Three people. Yeah. Well, I think their three pool is underrated. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think you and I are very much on the same page about Crystal. I love Crystal in everything. Yes. I've used her more in A-Force than in other teams, but I, she's. it's very hard to find a place where she doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. And I am a big proponent of both Quicksilver and Beast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, while I have not gotten her on the table yet because she's not out here, I, I, I would like. Uh, I think Miss Marvel is pretty solid so far. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can play the tall protect the damage dealer comp uh, at fourteen of Black Bolt, Ronin with a power gem, Steve. Mm-hmm. Just have Ronan wandering around the table, smashing people in the face, mm-hmm. doing Ronan things. Doing Ronan things. Um. But yeah. Um. And then. Um. Yeah. Also, in a similar vein to what we talked about earlier with Doctor Strange, I want to bring up X Force. Uh, mm-hmm. While he doesn't make great use of the leadership, he is best friends with Cable. Cable can indeed feed him extra dice. Mm-hmm. He, um, he doesn't have the uh, some of the flexibility that Strange brings to the table with the healing and the push. Mm-hmm. He does certainly hit very hard from a great distance. Well, and he loves having people in front of him to keep the enemy at, at that distance. Yes. Well, also, and he gives out incinerate, which means that Steve suddenly can start doing damage, especially with the re-roll, the flat re-roll that the X-Force leadership gives. Oh, definitely. And you can just make a wall now, because we have both Colossus and Steve, who could just be a wall. I haven't read some of the new people yet. Does, does Colossus do anything particularly exciting? Uh, let me pull him up. So he's four threat, six health... Uh, with damage reduction, um, basically vi- uh, vibranium shield, uh, and mm-hmm. uh, and bodyguard. So he is he's Steve. Um, doesn't count blanks, um, but he has a uh, flat damage reduction instead, and uh, just general purpose throw too. Yeah. Neat. Mm-hmm. He does count blanks on his backside. He does? Where? Uh, Bojimoy on the backside turns from Vibranium Shield into uh, 
Yeah, blanks on physical energy. Okay, yeah, but he loses the vibranium shield. Yep, but he's still four dice or three dice, and then with the bonus, and then with um, cable for extra defenses. Yeah, so it's he can be pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. And he can give out stagger and stun on his spender, which is only three power. So yeah, so that's that's a possibility. We have a lot of options. Is there anything that jumped out to you? I think I want to go back and explore um, just the the wizard more wizardly options: Midnight Suns or Defenders or um, Convocation. Convocation. Just because I do really like the idea of saying. You can take your strong mystic attackers, and then I have all of this strong mystic defense. Or you can try and uh, pivot to physical or energy, and then mm-hmm. Steve can just eat hits off of people. Yeah. Um, also, uh, the bar with uh, the the bar with no door also gives mm-hmm. Steve uh, some defensive weevils occasionally. Indeed. Uh, because when an ally character without an activation token makes a defense roll, it may re-roll one of its defense dice. Doesn't specify um, what. Uh, yeah, it doesn't specify what kind of attack it has to be. It doesn't specify they have to be a convocation character. Yep. Convocation have very strong power cards. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's start off with those convocation characters. And which ones jump out to you as ones that you want to get in there? So I usually end up going with one of the Stranges as a leader, just because they're both very um, big, tough centerpiece people that I can count on to not die very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, Strange 1 is... Um, he tends to rely on having the Soul Gem, which means he's usually 6 points instead of 5 points. He's got more utility... He's got the bonus defense dice, he's got the healing, um, and but he has a hard time generating enough power to keep up with his toolkit. Mm-hmm. As opposed to Epic Strange is really just um, building up to the Shining Circle. So he's a lot less flexible, but a lot more... Uh, he's tougher because he has Mystic Armor of Strange, and uh, he hits a, a lot harder. Yeah. And with that, he is also, with his mystic armor, let me click the right person, uh, he is, um, you only have to pull the physical attacks off of him because he can suddenly save himself on energy or mystic. Mm -hmm. And he's also, uh, if the enemy does bring a strong mystic attack team on a Shumagarath turn, you don't have to worry so much. Uh, about blocking things on strange, you can have Steve bodyguarding other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they both have their pros and cons. Mm-hmm. Let's go with Epic Strange. Strange 2. Cool. Strange Supreme. Yes. Wow, this app is having an issue right now. Um... So, uh, from there, what is next? Because I want to talk about one of my favorite pieces in Convocation. Is it the Ancient One? It's the Ancient One. Uh, somehow, I thought we were going there next. <laughs> because, my god, does she do work. 
The Ancient One is just, I am going to, the Ancient One is a wrecking ball that just goes straight through anything you park her in front of. And now we can get defensive, we can not worry about her physical defense as much. Because Steve can keep her up and intact for longer. Yeah. Like, she had pretty good physical, like, if you were getting your martial artist off, she had really good physical defense, even with two dice. Mm -hmm. She was susceptible to skills, but otherwise really, really solid. Um, Indeed. But with with a Steve to protect her, that's really solid. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, And now I want to talk about uh, the member of the convocation that hasn't actually come out yet. Magic? Magic. Magic. Uh, so okay. she has... She's a medium move, five health, uh, but has a pay X uh, up to three, and then place yourself uh, where X is the amount of power... Within X where X is the amount of power you spent. So I'm going to go on to a bit of a tangent here and just mention I was a big into War Machine for a really long time, and this is... The same dev team as War Machine, to the point that like I have, I have met a couple of people on this dev team. And I always love it when I see a thing that is, here's a War Machine spell, just in a different context. So this is just Energizer here. Spend 1 to 3 focus to move 1 to 3 inches. Spend 1 to 3 uh, power to place within 1 to 3. Mm-hmm. It's flexible. It's uh, just out of activation or non-action movement is just always good to have and three is a massive distance three is a massive distance and if you just need to bump one it only costs you one which is yep. very convenient mm-hmm. um she also has a range four energy attack that flat builds but then she also has a range two five dice mystic with purest builder mm-hmm. and one of the things that's always sort of bugged me playing um, convocation is there the three cost people have not really come through for me a lot. Not Mordo and Clea. Mm-hmm. And um uh, Clea just Clea is sort of inflexible uh in that she only has mystic attacks, they're not super long ranged. She's not very tough, she doesn't throw out that many dice, and Mordo's basically the same way as when you you can Mordo can hit hard, but he tends to be sort of just floating around, not doing much in the early game. And yeah. then once he gets into the late game and has enough to start throwing his spender, that he starts to make a difference. And Magic here looks like she fills... the. I, I like her better as a three-cost than those two. Mm-hmm. I still like Bear Mordo a lot when you get other conditions in your team. Absolutely. I think his... Usefulness as a um, if you have a if you're going heavy in on the condition strategy is very good. I haven't had that much success using him myself though. Yeah, and the other thing that I want to shout out with him is um, uh, where is he? Um, want to find the right name for this? So let me find him on. There we go. Not remembering the order of the alphabet. Always went. Also, uh, Ferocity of Sidorak is an mm-hmm. under 
appreciated ability, I think, in our, in our meta. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I tend to find myself in situations where I don't have the hit points to spare mm. to use that. But on if trying to build a very tough team um, might be able to make use of that more than I've been using it. Well, and also, it's, you're tending to use characters that don't ramp with multiple instances of wilds mm-hmm. or, or skulls. Because um, I have used this to great success with, like, a Dark Ark, who's all of his wilds count devil. Or um, a Scarlet Witch, where each skull gives out a different condition. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. Let's think about, um, so from a just team flexibility standpoint, it's hard to work that many more people uh, out of affiliation into this roster. But thinking about people who do ramp off of extra symbols, does anybody in particular spring to mind for you? Um, I mentioned before, but Dark Ark is the spikiest character in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, just because occasionally you have a four dice attack that deals eight damage without a single crit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's let let's talk about our in affiliation options of characters that do like it. Um, and I th- Clea has a lot of multiple symbol triggers on uh, her spender. Mm-hmm. And strange, um, so strange supreme. You've got the uh, the salve trigger on the shining circle is particularly funny because the ferocity of Sidorak would happen. Uh, that happens after the attack is resolved, but on uh, does that happen after the one attack roll on the area attack is resolved? Then the next one, you could just get that hit point back. Uh, I'm not 100% sure that is a question for the rules form. We'll have to look that up later, but if that works how I think it does, that would be a, a very amusing synergy is to get, depending on how much power you have on Mordo, get a lot of bonus dice mm-hmm. on Strange and only ever take one damage from it. Well, I think, let me check, uh, it is a once put on clause on, on Mordo. Ah, alright. Um... And the other one I want to bring up is uh, the other four threat in Convocation. Uh, voodoo. Yes. Uh, where you can use it to get additional sap powers or power burns. Oh, yes. Um, which, considering how much that guy does, I will not complain about too much. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we have some options. It's maybe not the best in the world, but it's something to consider because I think for list building, we might need a second three. And I think Fermodo is the best of our remaining threes. Mm-hmm. Um, Clear, I think, is very good in specific situations that, we are, that are not going to come up. She is a reposition tool more than anything mm-hmm. else. And this isn't a team that's super worried about that, just because 
Strange can reposition himself in emergencies and has so much range. Mm-hmm. And Steve similarly has a lot of range potential from the shield throw. The Ancient One can reposition herself. Mordo is quite maneuverable. Uh, Mordo and Voodoo, just because their larger bases are quite maneuverable on their own. And Magic can reposition herself. And Magic can reposition herself. Mm-hmm. So, and then there's one last member of Convocation to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is Mr. Toothwet Wong. I'm, I've never been a super big fan of Wong. Every time he comes up, I always make a, a joke about how he's... If he was Benedict Wong Wong, he would be much cooler. Mm-hmm. As is, he always feels like he's effectively giving you a pass activation. And occasionally give somebody one power or heal somebody for a bit. Mm-hmm. Which... A path activation is not always a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But it does uh, risk losing you priority in some circumstances. Yeah. Um, but I do, I think we would like a two threat. Um, but mm-hmm. there are a lot of options for two threats now. Um, cause Absolutely. Because we, we just got another one. Um, so let's let's talk about the leak. A uh, leak? Yes, the leak. Uh, Miss Honey Badger. Yes. Um, who has one of my favorite named abilities right now? Ankle biter. Ankle biter. Mm-hmm. Um. Which is means she cannot be an objective character for us, but I think we're feeling a little bit more like fighty with Steve defending our towers. Mm-hmm. Um, and she uh, has some pretty solid attacks, uh, but more importantly, she has uh, a, a when an enemy character within one of this character is attacked by another allied character, enemy characters, uh, the enemy characters rolls one less defense dice. Mm-hmm. Which can shut some characters down some if you ha- if you get it and incinerate off and then get that in. Yes, so uh, by the rules of the game, unless it specifically states that they do not roll defense dice, they will always have a chance to roll one die. Mm-hmm. But uh, taking three dice down to one is still yeah. uh, quite significant. So yeah, and there'll be other tech that to talk about with lowering defense dice that I can bring up later. Um, but yeah, so that that is something to talk about. We also have um, one of my boys, uh, Mr. Bullseye, mm-hmm. who's now a two threat and just can finish off targets when need be. That's actually, I was going to mention the thing that sort of odd to me about putting Honey Badger in the list is I know she has the ankle biter for synergistic shenanigans, but in other ways she seems to compare not too favorably with Nebula Mm. for the same role. They both have the healing factor. Uh, Honey Badger has this whole extra little sis ability that only matters if you're also taking X-23. And the bodyguard ability, probably not going to need that as well as Steve's. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and Ebula has slightly weaker builders, but uh, a stronger spender, more range. She's a lot faster, and uh, she has a place off of her spender attack. Yeah. So my thing, one, they are, so Nebula doesn't actually have healing factor, and that is important. She's removes one at the start of her activation from the cybernetic enhancements, which it's the effect of healing factor, but there's that one power card you can't use with her. Uh, yes and no. Um, so the distinction between removing one at the start and removing one at the end is you can use abilities that do you a damage and recover that. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as you do get the power card for healing factor characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taking a, a whole power card to make your uh, a sort of disposable two-cost person tougher seems like... Mm-hmm. Uh, not a hugely efficient investment to me. Yes. But if you're bringing some some other people out of affiliation that also have healing factor, it gets more powerful, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, because one of the people I wanted to talk about in just convocation in general um, that I wanted to bring up was Cassandra Nova. Mm-hmm. Um, I know she's big and expensive, but I do like my big and expensive characters at times. Um, big and expensive. She loves uh, Ironbound books. A lot of hit points. Mm-hmm. Healing factor as well. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, stealth. Legally distinct stealth. Um, that doesn't lose to uh, Mark for Death. Mm-hmm. And then her mind possession attack is super good. Mm-hmm. Especially with Strange Supreme with his big giant area attack, because you have the ability to walk people in uh, to where they could get hit by that. Yep. And she doesn't mind the rebels. Uh, she would be getting the rebels off of the uh, ball with no door ability, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and if and if you're on the other side of ball with no door, she gets attacked, she survives, and she gets to place within one. Uh, she places back. And then maybe she's out of that wing three because they position mm-hmm. Prevent badly. people from double attacking her. Yeah. That's uh, quite useful. But there there are other two threats. Um Bullseye is very good at cleaning up methods because he you don't care about your dice. You are going to kill someone if they're on two health or less. Mm-hmm. Um, which is always useful. Um and then, um, if we're going forward, you uh, just trying to go f- forward. We have already talked about her, but Nebula is very good. Um, she's a really powerful option in this game. And then let me go back up to sweat value. Come on, dumb thing. We haven't mentioned Bob, Black Widow, Rocket, Okoye, or Toad yet. Mm-hmm. One second. Uh, yes, and Sweepo just completely fell apart for me, so I'm having to reopen it. Uh, 53. Yay, everyone got saved. Uh, yes. So, um, Black Widow, I think, is a very interesting option because she actively works with Ironbound Books with that mm-hmm. big 
for Mystic defense. It's that helps her some. The difficulty, of course, is her martial artist. Um, how? What is that interaction exactly? You don't change the type of the attack with Iron Man books, do you? I don't know. Ooh. Ironbound books, you may choose to change the attack's type to mystic. So it's not an automatic use. It's not, it's not a thing you'd always want to use. Yeah. It's But it's an option if you're getting attacked from a distance. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then um, Toad is also very, very good. Um, I thought he was... I know he's very, very good. His, his outfit is just silly. <laughs> Yes, his outfit is very silly. Welcome to comic books at times. Oh, definitely. Um, but he is like this very elusive character that can uh, move around extract tokens very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a preference on your two threat? Um... I think of all the people we've discussed, I would go instinctively go for Nebula just because she's fast and reliable, and she may not be as reliable as Bullseye, but she still hits pretty hard, and she can um, go places where she's not wanted very easily. Mm-hmm. Very fair. Um, I do want to bring up a character we talked about a little bit earlier as an out of affiliation three threat, which is Mysterio. Mm-hmm. Um, also a very good target for uh, Ironbound books yep uh, and uh, even on the turns without Ironbound books he is still getting uh, uh, they still have to pay to attack him on mm. anything but his mystic defense he's got mystic attacks to use with the front side of Bar With No Doors and on the backside of Bar with No Doors, he also has stealth to combo with it. Um, um, he also uses his mystic defense for dodge rolls, which is very powerful. Um, mm-hmm. And he has extra power genetically built into himself. Indeed, he does. So I just I think he's fun. Mm-hmm. A lot of utility. His slow speed is a bit of a problem for him, but he'll manage. Yeah, he'll get back. He'll get in there. Especially with the emergency option of having a uh, scalpel of strange to move him around. Yep. Or another card that I will bring up later. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. All right, so we've got on the list so far Epic Strange, Captain Steve, the Ancient One, Aaron Mordo, Dr. Voodoo, Nebula, Mysterio, and Cassandra Nova, which leaves us with... Uh, I uh, also have seats. magic on this list. And you have magic on this list. I don't know, I'm putting cards out in front of me physically, and I don't have a card for her, so... Yes. Magic on this list. So, we have one more spot. Yes. If there's somebody who jumps out to you as someone you want to put in this? Uh, not off the top of my head. Is there somebody you uh, are thinking of at this point? I'm skimming through my 
uh, stack of cards, see if somebody does jump out at me in the next minute or so. Um. Well, there is always the possibility of hood. Mm -hmm. Um, if you just want, uh, I need to reread Bar Without No Door quickly. Bar with No Door. When an allied character makes a mystic attack against a character without an activated token, it may reroll one of its attack dice. Okay, that is not limit once per round. Oh, so off the rapid fire on Hood, that could be four rerolls. Yeah. Um, and you get the ability to access Hood Gang, which is another uh, extra rerolls that you can pass around to the team. And also, he's just a fun character. And Oh yeah, I he, like him a lot. He brings the healing. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So that's a, that's a solid option. Um, we could go with, um, hmm. what are other fun cards? Because there's always, there's always too many fun options. Um, always. If we wanted to be very silly, having, uh, Ironbound books on Magneto would be funny. <laughs> yeah, but that's a lot of threat. That's a lot of points. <laughs> um, I also want to put out. Um, he doesn't generally benefit a lot from any of our, like, leadership or stuff. Um, but uh, I do want to talk about Winter Soldier, who I have recently faced a bunch of, and he's really solid now. I've used him some. Did they change much about him? Uh, so they gave his range 5 four dice attack a uh, hit trigger rapid fire. Hmm. The thing that always struck me as off about him is he's doesn't he's not that tough and um uh, his attacks his basic attack on four dice is not that impressive. Mm -hmm. But now it's it's a lot more impressive now that it has the chance to rapid fire. Mm -hmm. And a very likely chance to rapid fire, because it's mm -hmm. a one fourth chance on four on four different dice. I'm wondering if there's a way we could get somebody uh, else to pass conditions out into the list, who's not too expensive, just to uh, hang out with Mordo and. Uh, well, let's read what conditions Mordo likes to have around. Works he likes with hex, hex, incinerate, poison, or slow. Yes. So, uh, someone we Wanda talked about... Wanda does three of those, but Wanda is quite expensive. Yes, but someone who does two of those, and two other, f uh, and one other fun condition, uh, that we talked about earlier, is Crystal. Mm -hmm. Crystal would be a possi definitely a possibility. Mm -hmm. And she just loves power, too. And she gets a lot of it. Oh, yeah. Um, and then there is also uh, uh, Mr. Hawkeye. If Hawkeye want and a little... Star Lord, but also uh, passes out some of those conditions. Yep. 
I think of those, I'm inclined to go with Crystal, because she has some of her own dice fixing. Mm -hmm. And uh, the elemental empowerment is... It's kind of... It's a niche thing to have, but it's also, when it matters, it can make people's heads explode when, oh my god, I can't get rid of the incinerate. What? What's happening? Oh, yeah. Um, an elemental onslaught comes up a lot more often than you expect it to. Oh, I, I've played her a lot. Elemental onslaught comes up, like, from about um, turn three on. That's just every turn. I've, or attack. Depending on the scenario, you can get it going turn two. Mm-hmm. Because if you can double beam two people and then elemental onslaught into something else. Oh, yeah. And then you're at two, so you just need double attack, um, elemental onslaught, sword attack, you gain the flat power, ta-da, you're back, and then you'll gain one power for turn, voila, you're back in double attack range. All right, that sounds like a list. That sounds like the first part of a list. First part of a list. That sounds like the people that go into a list. Yes. Um. Now let's get into uh secures. Um. What I want to bring up, but I don't think is actually good for us. Um. Having now played it. Um. But it is the new boy in town. Have you encountered superpowered scoundrels from Sinister Syndicate? Uh, I have not. What is What expansion is that in? Uh, so it's going to be coming out in Roguing Gambit. Characters contesting an ambush token have cover attacks. That is hilarious. Yeah. Um, there is a rules question about this one, though, that where uh, I need to submit on the rules form at some point that we encountered last night. Uh, because Nebula cannot contest Objective tokens. Mm-hmm. Um, so does that mean you have cover from her even if she is like right next to you? Yes, that's a guess. I, I would think that wasn't their intent. But if that but rule that's written... very funny if that was what they ended up sticking with. Well, so AMG is very go- good at... Uh, when someone points out rules as written is different than rules as um, uh, rules as intended, they tend to go with rules as written. Um, mm. Just because it's easier. Mm. It, it requires less errata-ing, if that makes sense. Oh, definitely. Um, so that's something that needs to be submitted on the rules form and checked, but I don't know if they're taking questions on this card yet, since it is only out in select regions and not it's only we only know about it because it's leaked Mm -hmm. Um, because I think this month is when it's coming out in Europe in uh, sorry Mm -hmm. January is when it's coming out in Europe but I don't think I think the cover is very annoying for our long range team early Mm -hmm. I mean Steve ignores it but nobody else does yeah. Um, I do. I think we like clumped up scenarios. Definitely. This is a team that wants to get in the middle and brawl in the middle. So Demons Downtown is sort of an obvious pick. Yes. Especially and, with Mordo to uh, explode the incinerate out to people who are trying to avoid it. And we have the fancy demons now. And we have the fancy demons card um, tokens now. Yes. Um, also, Gamma Waves. 
I miss shelters. Yep. Always a good thing to have, the arrow scenario. The problem, like, I usually end up with those two as my starting secures for any team with Strange in it. And then I just end up thinking, what should number three be? And I have a very solid answer. Oh? Uh, the other clumped up scenario that allows for a lot of mobility, intrusions. Mm-hmm. It's not down the middle, so it takes, like, a setup turn uh, to get in there. But you, once you can start teleporting between the dark portals to get onto a specific target. And it also has a high point limit, which is good for expensive teams like this. Yeah. All right. I've been trying that a bit, and we'll see. try that a bit more and see what happens. Mm -hmm. And then speaking of falling down the middle, uh, let's talk about... Spellbooks? Uh, I was going with Research Station. Mm-hmm. The extract that acts like a secure. Oh, yeah. I think we like it. Um, but I, I also... we do as well. I also agree with you on Spellbooks. Research Station, Spellbooks, and let's see. Well, then for number three... Um, like we have the option of going a little bit wider and going for something like cubes because, um, but I'm not sure we want the damage from that. We could go hammers, but we use our tactics cards way too much for hammers. Mm -hmm. Um, we could go just low point volleyball, a uh, high point, low scoring volleyball and get alien ship. Mm -hmm. Um. Or we could go in the middle and play the dangerous game of Deadly Legacy Virus. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I... Let's see. So the, I'm not a huge fan of the um, randomly select whether it's the scoring one or not one. Um, the alien ship and the senator and the scrolls. Mm-hmm. Just because that seems like it's there's this one random element that suddenly size one person's massively on the back foot immediately mm-hmm. as soon as the other person finds the one thing it's it's not always the case uh traditionally it has been used in teams that aren't attempting to score it and it's their their plan is to spread out wide enough and have enough mobility that whenever someone does pick it up they don't hold on to it for long mm-hmm. and this team is more wants to force the enemy to stay in one place. It doesn't want to give them, here, I'm going to grab this one thing worth lots of points and then run away. Yeah. Um, Deadly Legacy Virus, that's the one where it's, if you have all three, then you die and you score eight points. Yeah. Odd... I don't know. What do you think of it? I I enjoy it as a scenario. Um, it also helps certain characters get uh, conditions that they hate off of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, it is uh, it is 
Um, definitely a dangerous game to play. Mm-hmm. Um, another one, it's a little bit lower point value, which we don't necessarily like, but uh, how do you feel about Wakandan herbs? I really don't like Wakandan herbs. Really? I've seen it played like twice and both times like one of them was you and one of them was somebody else and both times someone else had some like toad combo built to score that on one turn that I had no way to stop. Yes, so I think Those... The other problem with Wakandan herbs is on this whole team, Steve is the only significant physical attacker. Mm-hmm. We don't get that much out of the plus one die to physical attacks. So I can definitely see that. Um, the big idea behind Wakandan herbs is with those select few cases, like you brought up, um, where they... Um... If somebody has a plan for when I'm playing Wakandan herbs, I'm taking these people and then I have this set of combos to slingshot the herb at fantastic speed. Yeah, and even if they score one turn, uh, you can like you can position in a way where you're basically doing an all-out assault on the herb point in a way that makes it so it's just a kill bucket if they try and score it beyond turn one and depending on activation order and stuff, maybe even during turn one. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also a um, it when you don't have those it does people, force you to brawl in one place, which this team does like. It forces you to brawl in one place, and more importantly, it is a relatively low sco- low scoring thing because it takes a while for most teams to get the herb into any position where they could possibly score it. Mm-hmm. And I suppose between crystal with area of effect. And long range and strange and Steve uh, with pretty long range physical attacks. We do have people who would like to be holding herbs and throwing out extra dice. Mm-hmm. And we also have people who are very good at um, getting the herb to your uh, home. Because, like, magic can pick it up and then spend three to place three, and then probably next turn is a medium. Uh, and then. Medium move another place three, and voila, you're pretty close to that herb point. Uh, Strange is very much in a similar position. And Strange can place other people, which helps as well. Yes, so you can also help the herb carrier along. Mm-hmm. Alright, I think you've talked me around. I think this is a, a team that would like to have mm-hmm. uh, to be carrying herbs. And that just leaves our tactics cards, which the first one is very obvious. We want a bar with no... Uh, uh, a bar with no door. And the second one is also very obvious. We need Ironbound books. Mm-hmm. And the third one, Astral Ring, is just on either Strange or the Ancient One. Having the range projector is incredibly good. Yes, it can be very good. But that still leaves five more <laughs> uh, freaking... <laughs> uh, Convocation cards to talk about because there are that many. Mm-hmm. Um, and I right. want to talk about um, the book, the book of Cagliostro. 
Mm-hmm. Move the activated token from the chosen character, and you can dump two Team Tactics cards to use it again. Yes. It takes a little bit of setup, because it's the chosen character and two other characters within three uh, spend two power. To but play we this. are trying to play a fairly narrow game mm -hmm. with this team, and having the Ancient One or Strange activating twice is going to give a lot of people a bad day. Yes, so there's that. Um, you have Orb of Agamotto. Which is... Mm. Uh, it's rain Convocation Rainbow Bridge. Yep, Convocation Rainbow Bridge. Um, uh, you have Plane of Poldank. Which is any Convocation character may spend three to play this card. Choose an enemy character. Allied characters may reroll any number of attack dice when making Mystic Attack that target the chosen character this round. Mm -hmm. Um... And then you have the Wand of Watoom, which I'm not... It's not jumping out to me like like either Book of Cagliostro or uh, Plane of Poldunk. But I, I definitely agree with you that I think it's the book. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Um, and then... In the Wand of Watoom, the extra use for the single-use power, because it's Convocation Limited, you can't have Crystal Elemental Onslaught again, even though that would be funny. Yeah, that would be funny. Um, and then we must talk about Magic's specific card. Mm -hmm. Which is Journey Through Limbo. Uh, during Magic's activation, she may spend three, choose a another character within two of Magic. Place the chosen character within three of its current position, and it gains Incinerate. Mm -hmm. So, you can use this on ally characters to get them out of danger, and you can use this on enemy characters to get them into danger with Incinerate. Fun. And set them up to have um, Ordo cause other people to catch fire, too. Yep. Um, and then let us look. I think there's a couple other characters... That may have specific cards to them. Uh, I think it is just Dr. Voodoo. I don't think Bam or Doe has any specific cards. Um, I think the search on MCPD and Voodoo's... I know Voodoo has one. I am not. can't remember what it's called. Uh, seance. Seance. Which is a real interesting card. Um... Dr. Voodoo may play this card while Dr. Voodoo has his Brother Daniel token. Roll two Chris additional dice instead of one uh, when you crit. And while it's on another character, um, they do not add dice for crits. Mm -hmm. So while I think that is solid, I do want to actually, I think, talk about the better version of it. Oh? Which is the Grand Illusion. Grand Illusion. Here we go. Four power. So Voodoo's is free. Mysterious is four power. Until mm -hmm. the end of the cleanup phase, when an enemy character makes an attack defense or dodge roll within three of Mysterio, it does not add uh, dice to the roll for its crits, and Mysterio changes all its crits to skulls. So it's it only works on enemies, but it's a giant bubble around Mysterio instead of being just people Voodoo is attacking. 
yeah. were being attacked by, and well, no, so it, it shut down the crits entirely instead of uh, just making them not explode. Yep. So it's it's seance, it's single target, it's either on Voodoo and he gets the bonus when attacking people, or it's on or it's Brother Daniel on the person on, with the Brother Daniel token, right? and they and their crits don't don't go boom. Mm-hmm. This is a big bubble. Indeed, it is. Um, there is a couple other cards I want to bring up. Uh, first one on the restricted list. I want to talk about bitter rivals. Mm-hmm. Any character may spend three. Choose an enemy character until the end of round. Other enemy characters within three of the chosen character roll one less dice on attack and defense rolls. Mm-hmm. That's just mean. Oh yeah. And we are a fighting team. Whatever synergies you have, and I'm going to pick up your synergies, and I'm going to turn them off for a turn. Yeah. No bodyguarding. No um, Zemo bubbles. No nothing. Well, no, those still work. Yeah, but you get penalized for doing them. Yes. Um, and the other one, and I think this works correctly, but we will have to talk it out. Um, is Psychic Shielding Device. Psychic Shielding Device. Any character may spend 1 to 5 will within X of this character. X is equal to the power spent to play this card. When allied characters are targeted by mystic attacks, add 1 die to their defense rolls, and allied characters cannot be advanced or pushed by the effects of enemy mystic attacks or enemy superpowers. Uh, well, if you're using Ironbound books, then this uh, changes the attack's type to Mystic, so it is being targeted by Mystic attack. Yep. And suddenly you're getting an extra device, device but you're also turning off all of their pushes and advances mm-hmm. off of basically any attack. So you make Web Boy really sad. Oh, yeah. I think it's a good pick. Okay. And that leaves us two more tactics cards, and we do have another restricted slot. I tend to reflexively go for uh, the healing options, just because I know that some of my characters are tough, but they're not tough enough to just take all the punishment and not die. They might occasionally need some help with that. So having access to a... um, Ed pack or a patch up mm-hmm. uh, to get keep uh, Steve or Strange uh, running is always convenient. Yeah, and I think Med Pack is the better of the two of them. Mm-hmm. And that leaves us one more slot. Is there anything that jumps out to you? Um, off the top of my head, I tend to get into quite a rut with my. Uh, tactics cards picks as I'm always sort of picking the same mm-hmm. uh, three or four generic ones and then whatever special ones go with my team. Uh, are there any that jump out to you in particular for this team? Uh, I am reading the wording on a thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, that does not work that way. Cool. 
I, I, the two I always look at, just because I think they are exceptionally powerful, are No Matter the Cost and Marked for Death. Mm-hmm. Um, but is No Matter the Cost, is that one... Oh no, that's not that one, right? Yeah, No Matter the Cost is you may pay up to three damage to reduce the power cost of an attack by the amount of damage de- suffered. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. Um, I think it's not quite what Alice wants to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then no matter the cost, is two characters within five of each other, within five... Not, not no matter the cost. Marked for death, sorry. Um... Two characters within five of the same enemy character both spend one, and that character loses and cannot gain stealth. Its speed becomes short, and it cannot modify or reroll its defense dice. It just shuts some characters down in an obnoxious way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Uh... But yeah, and then we also have... Um... Classic disarm just to take out someone who is uh, powerful that we're facing, or um, we can do a blind obsession on someone. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there there are a couple options. I'm wondering about uh, escort to safety might be a possibility with uh, stealth. Pe- there are some stealth people in here. Yes. And having escort to safety just to yoink stealth people mm-hmm. uh, at a position could be fun. I have Probably not. Probably safer to use disarm, uh, though. Probably. but it's Sort of more generally useful. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, Do you want to go with Disarm? Yeah, let's go with Disarm. Cool. And that is a full roster. Awesome. So, for the people at home, uh, the full roster is Captain America Steve Rogers, Doctor Strange Sorcerer Supreme, Ancient One, Magic, Bear Mordo, Doctor Voodoo, Nebula, Mystique, Cassandra Nova, and Crystal. For our Texas cards, we have The Bar With No Door, Ironbound Books of Shumagrath, Astral Ming, Book of Cagliostra, Journey Through Limbo, The Grand Illusion, Bitter Rivals, Psychic Shielding Device, PSD, Medpack, and Disarm. And then for our Secures, we have Demons Downtown, Has Our Come Up and Come Due, Intrusions Open Across City as Seals Collapse, and Gamma Wave Sweeps Across the Midwest. And then for Extracts, we have Research Station Attacked, Montesi Formula Found, and Mystic Wakandan Herb, Fact or Fiction. So yeah, that was real fun. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have uh, uh, when once everything comes out? Because we will have to wait for magic to come out. Uh, once can... everything comes out, I have all the rest of that, so we'll be able to put it into play on a, a physical table at some point. Yeah, and if we want to substitute magic out for clear in the meantime, we can. Mm-hmm. Indeed, we can. Um, so yeah. Um, do you have anything that you want to shout out at the end of the episode? Um, not particularly. How about you? Anything you want to shout out at the end of the episode? I have my normal spiel ready. Go um, for it. So, if you want to support the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash lexawhite. 
um, where you get bonus episodes. They should be out at this point, uh, by the time this episode releases, my top 10 film and TV for the end of the year, uh, for the entire year, and my top 25 songs for the year. Um, and then otherwise, uh, you get a bonus episode of just me catching you up on what I've been watching and a episode deep diving a specific TV show with a friend each, uh, each month. And then, uh, you can, uh, you can find me as Lexa White on all the MCP discords, Egypt on all the non-MCP discords. Um, also, if you're on the Patreon, you get access to the Morlocks discord, which has, um, my fun custom character project is currently going on there, and it's super exciting. And then, uh, if you want to see me playing other games at twi- every other Monday at twitch.tv slash the underscore fuzzies, I am teaching my friend board games. And then on uh, every, uh, most Saturday and Sunday mornings at twitch.tv slash Codab Games. I am doing custom Occam Horror the card game content. Also, if you want to email the show, we have an email. It is morlocksmcp at gmail.com. So if you have any questions that you want to send the show that way, uh, it is open. Thank you very much for coming on. Thank you for having me. And keep experimenting, people. <laughs>